Welcome to another edition of the Gold Knowles Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is March 22nd, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I guess now until the apocalypse or the zombie apocalypse or end of days, I'm always going to have like a um, coronavirus rant or, you know, whatever. Um, You know, where I live has been pretty cordial. You know, everybody being respectful. Um, You know, there's toilet pit, there's toilet tissue. Um, You know, I'm not going to say it's business as usual, but it's about as close as you can get to normal. um, Given the circumstances, everybody's freaking out. So, um, you know, I don't know what the future holds. Um, I'm just saying, do your research on how to beat flu viruses. You know, that's what I would recommend. And just um, do some home remedies. You know, see if that stuff will work. Um, That's what I recommend. Um, Because everybody's not going to be able to get into a hospital. So um, just get on the Internet, do some research on home remedies for flu viruses. And, um, you know, hope and pray that it works. Because everybody's not going to. If this thing really hits rock bottom like they saying it's gonna um hit like a tsunami everybody's not gonna be able to go to the hospital so you gotta make do with what you got so i mean that's pretty much it um i hope uh, we come out of this on the other side bigger and better i hope there's no more loss of life and uh Uh, That's pretty much it. Let's get into this Florida State stuff. Um, Jamal Reynolds. Defensive end, Florida State. Um, From he played from 97 to 2000. And. um, 2000, 2000, actually, the actual title for this segment is Jamal Reynolds one hit wonder. And he basically, um, he basically in 2000 was like a monster. Um, see in 2000, he was a American football coaches association. He was basically on every first team, all American team. Basically. I don't want to read them all off. But he was on every Ameri- all American first team all American team you can think of. Six four, two fifty four. Um he's from Aiken, South Carolina. Um I mean I can read his bio. Um native of Aiken, South Carolina, Jamal Reynolds came to Florida State in nineteen ninety seven and earned a starting spot at the coveted defensive end position as a junior in nineteen ninety nine. The season was magical for Florida State as the Seminoles became the first team ever to go wire to wire as AP's number one team, giving Florida State its second national championship. 
Uh, Reynolds had three sacks on uh, Virginia Tech quarterback Michael Vick in the Sugar Bowl. He earned second team all ACC honors over the season. It's crazy that he was second team ACC, but he was on all these first team All-Americans. Um, Ren- Reynolds' senior, se- senior season would see the Seminoles reach the national championship game again. Reynolds dominated um, all other defenders that season and continued the remarkable remarkable run of outstanding defensive ends at Florida State, earning the 2000 Lombardi Trophy as the nation's top defensive lineman. He was a consensus, consensus, I'm sorry, consensus All-American and finalist for both the Bednarik and the Football News Defensive Player of the Year. He had 12 sacks, 15 tackles for a loss, four, 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 forced four fumbles, and had three safeties in 2000 in the 2000 season alone. Reynolds' Hall of Fame career at Florida State included 23.5 quarterback sacks, which ranked him fourth on Florida State's all-time list. He totaled 33 tackles for a loss, 170 tackle career tackles, and well, he was selected by the Green Bay Packers with the 10th pick in the first round of the NFL draft. So, um... I still say he was a one-hit wonder because he didn't really do did, did he really do anything in that championship game against Oklahoma? Cuz it's not showing the stats here. Um let's see. He had 5 total tackles. Um he had a half a sack. So he really didn't do anything in that game. And, um, I mean, that was it. Um, he was a good player for, for two seasons. I'll give him that. But I still feel like, because when he got to the pros, he really didn't do anything. Um, so let me know what you think about Jamal Reynolds, man. Number 59 for Florida State. Um, one hit wonder or was he an elite player and we're going to move on to the next segment which is entitled Norvell is winning the press conference um I would say he is I'm very impressed with how he conducts himself in uh press conferences um he seems more engaging more articulate uh quite frankly smarter than his predecessor um and that's not a, <clears throat> excuse me, that's not a shot at Willie Taggart, but you know, Willie Taggart just came off as a little standoffish in his uh um press conferences, especially after a loss. And most of his games coach were losses, so um the um I don't really know what to say, man. Um I just hope all the the confidence and the the energy and you know everything that he's given in the press conference can translate to the field if we have a season. Everything is predicated on if we have a season. Um I hope we do. I hope we don't lose football too, man. I really do. Um The um 
one other thing about Mike Norvell, um, I mean, he, he's turning out to be a, a hell of a recruiter for quarterbacks. I mean, he, he, I mean, he hadn't even been on campus six months, and he's got three quarterback commits. Your boy Willie couldn't even get one. I mean, you you could say the dude Sims, but we, I mean, well, Sims might be the next, uh, um, your boy from the Ravens. I can't think of his name. Lamar Jackson. He might be him. We might have passed on Lamar Jackson, man. For um, Tate Rotomaker and Chubba Purdy and I forget the other kid, Altamire or something. So I just hope everything works out for Norvell, man. Um, you know, I have to root for him because he's at my favorite. Uh, he's he's coaching my favorite college team, so I have to root for him. Um, so let me know what you think about this segment. Norvell is winning the press conference. Next segment is entitled "Daylight Savings Time Sucks," and it really does. I mean. <laughs> I mean, time went ahead an hour and the whole world just went to, you know, crap, pretty much. I mean, um, I, I don't like to spring forward or fall back. Um, I just say leave it as it is and be done with it. Um, I don't even see why it's necessary. It's, it's just totally unnecessary. Because you're, if you're like a, I mean, if you work like night shift, it totally messes you up. You don't, you wouldn't think one hour would mess you up like that, but it does. Um, and I just, at one point I thought spring forward was in April. And, um, I thought it was, I, I, I just... I don't even keep track of it. I just, every year I just somehow catch it where, you know, somebody says, forget to, don't forget to set your watch back or set your watch forward and all that stuff. And, um, when we spring, when we fall back, football season is usually over the regular season. And then, uh, I think it is. I could be way off base with that. I think it is, but I could be wrong. Um, I mean, at any rate, I wish if Trump could do anything positive for me, I wish he would just do away with daylight savings time. And uh, let me know what you think about that segment, man. Next segment is entitled, Will Willie Taggart ever be a power five coach again? It depends. I mean, if he goes down there and follows the Lane Kiffin model and he does what Lane Kiffin did, I think he'll get another job. I think it'll be like in the Pac-12, though. I don't I don't see him being a um, a power five conference coach in any other conference. Big Ten, no. ACC, no. SEC, no. Um, Big 12, maybe. Big 12, maybe. Pac-10, I mean, Pac-12, definitely. I could definitely see him getting back into that because they, for some reason, love hiring black coaches, whereas the other conferences really don't. And 
you know, but it's also about your talent as a coach. And, you know, for whatever reason, they just think that black coaches are not that talented. And, I mean, we haven't really put on, you know, we haven't really done well in college football, black head coaches. And when I say we, I mean like black people. So just wanted to say that. <laughs> Not a racial thing, just stating facts. Um, but, um, I mean, Willie Tagger would probably have to go like, you know, nine and three, nine and three. Then somebody will come calling from the Pac-12. Guaranteed it'll probably be like Oregon State or somebody like that. Um, but I'm I'm pulling for old Willie, man. I just, you know, when he took the job, Florida State didn't want him. And they lowballed him. But he also did some bonehead things in games. And uh I think he intentionally got himself fired. Um there's no reason why you would put um I can't think of that quarterback's name. Number 12, the white guy from Wisconsin. So why would you put him out there unless you wanted to get fired? That had to be it. I'm sorry. Um. So let me let me know what you think about old Willie, man. Will he be a power five coach again? And next segment is entitled, When to Stay and When to Go. College football head coach uh, I mean obviously you go when a better opportunity presents itself um, obviously you go if you feel like the administration is not fully supporting you as a head coach um, obviously you stay if you're in a talent rich area and your boosters are boosting and you know putting the bags out there and uh You know, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, to, to see a famous coach once said, he who gets the best players usually wins. And that was Bobby Bowden. So, you know, the only program that I can really say that has done it big time without big time talent is Boise State. They consistently get like three stars and they just, you know, they're always, you know, winning. So, um, if, if you, if you're going to stay with a school, everything has to line up. Everything has to be pretty much almost perfect. If it's not, then you have to go. So let me know what you think about this segment. When, when to stay, when to go as a college football head coach. That's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. Um, be safe. Be smart. Be courteous. Be respectful. And as always, go Knowles. <laughs>